0: You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie. And today I'm reaching into the mailbag and I love it when y'all do this, so thank you You reach out and ask me questions that are helpful for you to know the answer to, but it's also very helpful for other people to know the answer to. So I got this question in the mail. Um, This was sent a DM via Instagram. Podcast idea. Hi there. Being as you're one of my favorite sources for training information, I thought I'd make a request supersets are something that confuse me when it comes to the OPT model. So I was wondering if you might be willing to do a more in-depth podcast for them. One, the only example I've ever seen given that lines up with the OPT model is bench presses to pushups. So I'm assuming this is the, the strength endurance component of the NASM OPT model. So every time you go from one level the opt model there are three levels there's the the uh level one is stabilization level two is strength level three is power there are five phases to stabilization endurance training there's strength endurance training there's muscular development there's um there's power and there's max power so um now we're gonna look at this when you leave one level to go to the next it is a series of supersets so um two of five include supersetting. This is the first superset. The only example I've ever seen given that lines up with the OPT model is bench presses to push-ups. I can't seem to come up with another example myself that makes sense. We will to talk about that. But then she's got a twofer. She's got a twofer. Here's the second part of the question. Number two, being at such a low stage in the pyramid, when one is just starting to build prime mover muscle, this specific superset doesn't seem like it would even be possible for most people at that stage. So I'll just be vulnerable and say that uh, that it really still confuses me. So I thought I'd throw it out there since I've learned that I don't understand something. It's very likely that there are others who don't understand it either. Thanks, Dr. Ritchie. Appreciate all you do. Muscle emoji, Heidi. Heidi, thanks so much. We're going to get into this. So let's give it a chat, shall we? Strength endurance training. Is a superset between a traditional strength training exercise and its stabilization equivalent. In fact, back in the day when I started with NASM, it wasn't called strength endurance training, it was called stabilization equivalent training. It's the same content. This is strength endurance, just better defines the outcomes. Great thing about NASM is that the OPT model tells you what you're going to get out of that particular level or phase. Is it stabilization, strength, or power? Are you getting stabilization endurance? That's the phase one. That's what you're going to get when you do phase one. Strength endurance training, well, what are you going to get out of it? Strength and endurance. So the, the levels and the phases actually tell you what you're going to be getting out of it. So, strength endurance training phase two OPT model. What's the purpose? The purpose is to focus on traditional strength training and then adding a stabilization equivalent. You've already been doing stabilization training. So you've already done the stabilization equivalents prior to the stabilization exercises. So you're gonna say, well, what are some of the stabilization exercises that I can do? So, first thing we're gonna we're gonna use your example, the ex- Example that Heidi gave, which is the traditional strength training exercise. So, your strength training is bench press. This is going to be a barbell bench press. We're going to go with a barbell bench press and we're going to superset that with push ups. Now, how is that the stabilization equivalent? Well, because in a barbell bench press, you've got a bench underneath you supporting your spine. It's supporting your core. All you have to do is aim in the right direction and push. And as long as you're controlling the direction of the barbell and pushing it up and down, you don't really have to engage anything else in your body. Stabilization training is engaging the muscles of the core while also working the muscles of the upper body. So and you can go through this and you can think of any and every type of bench press that's out there so and this could be part of your strength training right so you got a barbell and dumbbell you've got machines you've got machines that have converging pathways wide grip narrow grip neutral grip sagittal plane transverse plane you got a lot of a lot of opportunity here to go through different versions variations of a strength training exercise but then you're going to give it a superset so let's talk about just some superset potentials with push-ups, and then let's explore a lot of different things. So with the superset, we've got different types of pushups that you can do. Uh, you can go chest all the way to floor. You can put your hands on a bench and go to a bench. You can do arms out push-ups, where you lower all the way down, lift your hands off the ground, put your arms out, bring them back in and lift up. And what that does is it ensures that you remove all of the stretch shortening cycle. So it is like a deadlift from a push-up position, from from uh, a line position, just pushing yourself straight up. There's suspension push-ups. So you've got the suspension trainers, brand name TRX. If you want to to better align that with something that you may be familiar with, you can do suspension push-ups with your hands suspended. You could do suspension push-ups with your feet suspended and your hands on the ground. I'm sure if you wanted to get crazy, you could suspend all components of your body and do push-ups from there, though I have never recommended that. And this is not an endorsement of that for this podcast. Then you can focus on changing the amount of depth that you do. Go wide grip and narrow grip, and you can do a push-up with uh, one leg planted on the ground. You can elevate your hands. You can elevate your feet. Uh, One cool one that I like to do is uh, crossbars. And so what that is, is you can take, um, for instance, you can take the barrel of a barbell and lay another barbell on top of it. So it gives you like this seesaw effect and you have to keep it from teetering. You've got to keep it from seesawing. That's going to be an excellent, an excellent uh, version of stabilizing your core, stabilizing your upper body while you're doing the push-up you can use other things like a bosu ball or any other type of tool or modality that allows you to try to stabilize whether your feet or your hands are on these tools well those are variations of push-ups and if you sat for a moment you could think those out but the question is well all i can come up with is push-ups now these are a bunch of different versions of push-ups but what other things are there uh cable presses And I am a big fan of cable presses because it forces you to engage your core. And the cables are a lot more challenging to stabilize than things like a a barbell or even dumbbells. So what can you do from a cable machine? So let's just say that we're doing... um, a a chest press, right? So a, a standing cable chest press, right? And then you can do that with one arm. You can do it with the other arm. You can do it with both arms. You can do it with one arm stabilization. You can do it with one arm with rotation. You can go into a kneeling press and you can drop down. So you're no longer standing. You've got a full kneel, which is you're on both knees. That's very challenging. A single kneel or a half kneeling position. When you're standing, you can go in your stagger stance. You can be in a square stance. You can do a single leg version of it, which is really challenging. With rotation, without rotation, one side loaded. So you can you can do um, like a bar. You ever take a bar, right, that's got the clips for the cable machine and only hook up one side? You ever done that? Don't hook up the other side. Just hook up one side and do this one side loaded chest press, cable chest press that that is that is a core party that's a core party that's a lumbo pelvic hip party time well what's the purpose of the exercise well the purpose of the exercise is to do a pressing exercise immediately after doing a strength training pressing exercise which we talked about would be a barbell bench press in this example so then you superset it with a single side loaded standing cable chest press then you would do it on the other side loading this other side well you can do that or you can keep with the the single attachments in each arm and you can load one side heavier than the other you can put 50 pounds on one side and 20 pounds on the other and that's going to be really changing that that's a different that's a different demand for your system and again we've got We've got two arm presses. We've got one arm press stabilization, one arm press with rotation. You've got a, a a stagger stance, a square stance, which is your feet side by side. You can go more narrow with that stance. You can go onto a single leg. You can drop down into a full kneeling position, into a half kneeling position. You can even do it seated as long as you don't have the uh, a back support, and that's still a core exercise. So it's all really, really fantastic. In fact you can do a um, machine chest press with heavy weight for your strength. And then it's possible that you just sit forward. This is an upright seated machine chest press. And then just lighten the weight and do one arm at a time and try not to, to just scoot forward so that your back isn't being supported by the back pad and do a single arm machine chest press. And that is a stabilization equivalent. There's nothing more equivalent than the press that you just did so there are a lot of options and opportunities that it takes and then that's just with a barbell and then you can do um uh, sorry the uh, you can you can go and have your core supported and do some dumbbell exercises so for instance a single arm dumbbell chest press is very much a core exercise in fact, you can also challenge that. You can lie flat down on the bench, but one arm coming to the side engages your core musculature. You can do it from the floor. You can do it in a lying position. You can do it when in a bridged position. Instead of doing a press, you can do a single arm fly. You ever done single arm dumbbell flies without having a dumbbell in the other hand? It's, an inc- it's, it's definitely more of a core exercise than it is a chest exercise. But now you're integrating your core and your pressing or your core and your flying activities. You are involving them together. You are now inducing a stabilization equivalent exercise, doing something focused on your chest or a pressing or a flying move, which is still horizontal deduction at the shoulder joint. But relying on the demands of your core in order to be able to produce that. Sometimes you can also do it. You know how you would do a uh, put your shoulders onto the length of the the bench, and then do hip bridges. Well, you can actually do any of those dumbbell exercises without the support being on your back, just behind your shoulders. Maybe your head resting on it, but now your lumbar spine, your hips are off of the bench, held in a bridge position while doing these exercises. There's a lot of opportunities, a lot of options. The problem is if you don't know. What they are, then you don't know how to make those applications. But hopefully, what this is doing is plant some seeds, and then you go, oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Now I get it. Now I get it. Now I get it. And you start making those applications, not just to the bench press, for example. And again, the the example was a strength endurance exercise superset, barbell bench press, supersetted with a push up there's a lot more. There are a lot more options. And now take everything that we just said with cables and now do that with a band. Take any of those exercises you can come up with and do it with a suspension trainer. Still doing a pressing exercise, still requiring lumbo pelvic hip stabilization while doing your pressing exercises. That is the stabilization equivalent. That is strength endurance training. It's just the strength training is much heavier and the endurance training, you got to lighten it up and slow it down. Well, let's do another example. What about squats? Traditional leg exercises with two legs, that's going to be your strength training exercise. You could also do step ups, but it wouldn't be a step up to balance. You can also do lunges and split squats, but it wouldn't be too balanced. The stabilization equivalent would be to balance. So for instance, if you did a step up, you wanted to now do the stabilization equivalent of it, you would then do a step up and your rear leg would then come up off the ground so that your leg you're doing the step up with is always on the step and the other one touches down behind you. And when you come up, it comes up and then you hold that little flamingo position, lifting one leg up while the other one is down. That is a stabilization version. It is a step up to balance, not a step up and place both feet on the step. But we've got Strength training. Let's just say with two-legged exercises, we're going to super that with a single leg equivalent. So we've got squats. So what's a stabilization equivalent to squats? Single leg squats. They're regular old single leg squats. They're shrimp squats where you try to put your rear knee on the ground without your foot touching. They're pistol squats. They're knee squats, also known in some circles as sissy squats. We don't use that very much, but sometimes it's, it's, still, in, it's still in the vocabulary. Squats different depths, squat to a bench, squat to a box, step up to balance, lunge to balance, a reverse lunge to balance, a forward lunge to balance, lateral lunge to balance, transverse lunge to balance, a curtsy lunge, single leg bridges, straight leg, single leg bridges, these are all creating stabilization equivalencies for a squat, a version where you work on stabilization while still working those muscles in your leg, you have to involve your core and your balance a bit more. Let's get to part two of the question that Heidi asked. Two, being at such a low stage of the pyramid, when one is just starting to build prime mover strength, this specific superset doesn't seem like it would even be possible for most people at that stage. So be a little bit vulnerable, I'm going to ask. I'm going to say it it still really confuses me. All right. That's a good point, actually. Because this is funny. It's funny that in the NASM model, we go from stabilization to strength endurance and then hypertrophy. Well, strength endurance is the combination of the hypertrophy exercise and the stabilization endurance exercise in a superset. So it's not like we go from stabilization to strength and then do them together in a superset. That's a lot of volume. So what do you do when you have that much volume? You lighten the weight. You lighten the weight. So follow me with this, and this happens all the time. I want you to do an exercise. Um, What's your favorite exercise to my client? We're going to do an exercise where you do a strength training version, and then we're going to keep going with a stabilization version almost always they people like doing bench presses so let's just stay with that so and let's just say they can do a lot of push-ups so i might say i want to do a bench press supersetted with an unstable push-up and so i might have the bench press set up but then i may also have a wobble board a wobble board set up and they have to try to stabilize that wobble board And so they're going to do the, let's say, 10 reps on the bench. And I want them to push themselves. But the issue is that now that they've done 10 to nearly exhaustion bench presses, to turn around and do a slower tempo push-up is very difficult. And you might have some people that can do it first, second, third set, not an issue. You might have people that can do it first set. And then you get a precipitous drop and their ability to be able to do the second and third set. So what do you do? Make it easier. You take that wobble board and you take it up off of the floor and maybe put it on the bench that they were using to do the the bench presses with. And if that still gets to be too much, sometimes I've even taken the wobble board away, I have them straddle the bench, put their hands on the bar, and keep doing push-ups with their hands on the bar. That they were doing the bench press with, which is relatively high. So what are we doing here? We are adjusting the intensity to meet the demand volume. Uh, the demand, the volume demands. We are gonna we're gonna lighten it and make it easy enough for us to do. Well, how else could we do that? We could put the hands higher up on a uh, bench, on a table. You don't have to use a wobble board. You can, as it starts to get more difficult, you can just remove the wobble and see if they can do regular push-ups. Notice, so I didn't do knee push-ups. I don't have a problem with knee push-ups, but I really do like how much a straight leg push-up engages the core more than a knee push-up. So I might have you put your hands on something higher rather than dropping the knees down. But at the same time, let's just say that's still too challenging. I might have somebody just go into a push-up position, do a range of motion push-up that they can do, which means they're not even getting to full depth. And then let's say they're doing that, uh, and then they're fatiguing, and then I might say, hey, for the next ones, uh, you've got four left. You're not going to be able to get. I just want four shoulder taps. On each side so you're going to your four shoulder taps you are maintaining core stability while still getting your reps in that we're looking for is it a lot of volume it's a lot of volume but you just change the intensity to match the volume that you can maintain very cool thank you so much for listening uh appreciate you being here and heidi thank you for asking the question I just think for that part, yeah, can we make it easier on ourselves, but still get the volume? Why? Because we're working on strength, what? Endurance. Endurance. So add that volume, keep that volume up high, and then we're going to stop focusing on endurance and just focus on strength in the next level or in the next phase of the OPT model. I appreciate it. Uh, I love how y'all are out there inspiring people to fitness. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep asking questions. If you've got the questions other people do, it gives me a chance to answer your questions. If you want to ask me a question, you can hit me up on Instagram at dr.rickritchie and shoot me a DM. Or you can email me at rick.ritchie at nasm.org. And if you're interested in becoming a personal trainer and you are not, please check out nasm.org to become an NASM certified personal trainer. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.